Blog Talk Radio. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. We are a couple of, way, a couple of weeks away from uh, the big holiday uh, to-do known as Christmas. Of course, this will be my Christmas show. If it is your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio, uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. What does that mean? Uh, I work with uh, professional astrologer, numerologist. I work with tarot, runestones, animal cards, a number of different types of oracles. I've done that for many years. Um, I do do private sessions. Uh, you get information about uh, getting a session with me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or going to my website at uh, JimVentura.com. Pretty easy to, to access information about this. is all over the radio show spot here as well, too. I'm also a published author of two books. Uh, first book was published in 2007, um, Dirty Little Secrets, and then Snake Oil Volume 1 was published uh, last year. Uh, both is available on Amazon, or you can get hold of me directly through my web link, or uh, just email me and, and get a copy of either of my books. Anyway, that said, uh, again, welcome everyone to the show. This is our first show of the month. Uh, it's already the 6th, too. Uh, this month's already passing by rather quickly. I have to laugh. Uh, I played a little piece of, of a Johnny Mathis when I grew up as a kid. Uh, we often, uh, my mom was playing that a lot on the record player, showing my age here. Uh, anyway, we, we, we did get to hear that. And it, he does have an awesome voice. Um, I had some pretty decent Christmases as a kid. I can't really necessarily complain. Anyway, uh, so this is our, our first show of the month. So I'm going to read my column, talk a little bit about that, and then uh, I'm going to take some phone calls in about 20 minutes into the show. Uh, I've got a couple of people already waiting on the docket, so uh, hang, guys. Uh, I don't take uh, phone calls until 20 minutes or so into a show, uh, but I will be able to take your calls. Uh, any you know any uh, thing you want to talk about about the holidays, or if you want to just have me pull a card or something for you. Uh, we may be able to do that, but we'll do that in about 20 minutes or so. So this is actually a short column that uh, I wrote, believe it or not, back in 2003, which is when I started writing my monthly column, my snake oil column, back in 2003. So this is probably the second or third of the columns that I originally wrote. And I've, I've run this every couple of years. I've got a couple other Christmas columns. Uh, I still think this is my favorite. I've had this printed in a few magazines as well, too, that uh, some of you may have caught. And, uh, again, if you're not already getting my column uh, monthly, email me at VenturaSag, S-A-G-B-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com, edge of the free monthly newsletter mailing list, because you also get discounts and things on, on sessions if, you're, uh, if you receive my newsletter and uh, some great information in the columns, of course. Okay, so this column is called, uh, this snake oil is called Tinfoil Covering the Baby Jesus. Uh, I grew up in a large Catholic family where Christmas rituals were an important part of our holiday experience. 
Amidst the craziness of Santa Claus, the Christmas shopping, and stuffing our faces full of sugar through most of December, our family still celebrated, quote, the true meaning of Christmas. It was a time when Christ the Savior was born. Like almost every child raised in a Christian home, we were taught the importance of remembering the truth about Christmas. Even from what we believed to be our enlightened perspective, we were still all about the indulgence that Christmas seemed to usher in. And as a child, I loved every minute of it. During the holidays, atop the television set was placed a small figurine of the baby Jesus. The figurine was part of a nativity scene. In our family, we placed a piece of tinfoil over the small statue. My mother explained this practice to us. Until Christmas Day comes, Jesus has not yet been born. She would inevitably ask each of us Christmas morning if we had pulled the tinfoil off of Jesus before we began opening our presents. We never remembered. The excitement and lore of greedily tearing open presents far outweighed any interest in Mom's custom. Still, we dutifully faked reverence in front of Mom, pulling off the tinfoil only to instantly place all of our attention back to the presents. Young children, understandably, aren't into philosophy, morality, and religious rituals. As a child, most of the things I was taught about Christian teachings weren't really interesting and were often kind of scary. Pictures of Christ nailed to a cross with bleeding hands and feet were horrifying. The common picture in Christian homes of Christ praying with a huge, beating, burning heart in his chest terrified me. But to please my mother, I pretended to be interested in the Bible. A children's Bible was illustrated with pictures that mostly gave me nightmares. Stories and pictures of pestilence, lepers, children being sacrificed, people dying, and a man who was hung, hung on a cross to die did not make for comfortable bedtime stories. Understanding parables, Christ's message of love, and other biblical stories can be excellent ways to connect to our spiritual sides. Young children, though, simply are not ready for this type of thing. I can safely guarantee that any child of any religion that is happy about learning this stuff is faking it to please their parents or guardians. Young children are not able to grasp the significance of spiritual teachings, and that is exactly as it should be. Why not let children enjoy Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and all the fun stuff until they're old enough to grasp the deeper meanings of religion and spirituality? Even as we approach our 40s, around Christmas, my little sister and I still tease each other about whether we've pulled the tinfoil off of the baby Jesus. We playfully and sarcastically joke about this and some of the other bizarre rituals we were taught. Maybe we haven't really grown up yet. Maybe, and hopefully, we never will. Okay, I wrote this piece back in October of 2003, so, wow, we're, we're pushing toward uh, almost uh, 10 years now, I'm guessing here, nine years, right? And when I popped this piece, I remember actually being nervous about writing this. I guess the joke about this, too, is um, I've talked about as we approach our 40s, uh, trust me, past the 40s, uh, at least the beginning of the 40s, I'm still in my 40s, but we're, we're, a couple of years I'll be pushing 50 um, anyway, so uh, I remember being a little nervous about this. I knew, you know, a lot of my uh, a lot of my clientele, a lot of readers are, are are Catholic, of course, or Christian in some capacity. And you know, you know that that the, my Libra Moon, as I like to call it, you know, didn't want to offend anybody. But really, you know, it's very funny that I can see this as a little unnerving to me to have printed back in the day because I realize one, this is definitely not stepping on anybody's toes by any means. Uh, you know, really, nor would I. Um, the point I think I'm making in all of this, I think, is kind of obvious, but 
you know, uh, if you learn about the message of Jesus and Christ in and, and whatever capacity, through religion or your own spiritual studies, you know, it, it's awesome teachings. There's, there's wonderful um, messages connected with this. Remembering they're parables mostly, though, guys. Um, taken literally is, is kind of insane, too. But uh, that aside... Um, the thing is, when you're a little kid, it's too much. Children actually don't even develop cognitive thought until about seven. What that basically means is, you know, they're not really able to rationalize yesterday, tomorrow, to distinguish those things. Most of this doesn't occur till about seven or eight, sometimes about six. So children will take things very literally. So kind of hitting them with some of this stuff, especially the scarier stuff, is going to scare them. You know, I mean, once they get to 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, you can begin to kind of start a little of this. And then certainly when they're teens um, you know, or older, you know, they, they can begin to grasp it. But I do think it's a little scary. I don't think it's, it's you know, anti-Christian to want to have Santa Claus and, and all of those things. You know, sometimes uh, people can get kind of silly. In fact, it leads me to something that's very current right now that I want to talk about, too, real quick. Um there seems to be a big to-do about the quote-unquote war on Christmas. And uh, I think that has to do with a lot of uh, Christian people feeling that, um, you know, a, a lot of people are trying to sort of eliminate nativity scenes from places or people will say happy holidays or something like that as opposed to Merry Christmas. You know, I think from the perspective of people that are extremely on the liberal side, sometimes, you know, they can be antagonistic. You know, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle in terms of. I would certainly say I lean a little left in my political view, but I'm certainly not a leftist in my philosophy either. I have a lot of areas I'm very conservative too, but I don't see any need to. You know, like you know, even if you're Jewish or you're not following these traditions, if you see a nativity scene or someone says Merry Christmas, I mean, why would you be insulted by it? I mean, I, you know, again, there can be a little bit of an antagonism that could go toward toward a lot of Christians from the left. On the other side of this, of course, is the fact that people on the, uh, you know, the very, very Christian people sometimes can get very, very sensitive about how they're being mistreated and, and you know, be a little overboard on this, too, like that there's a quote-unquote war on Christmas. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, you're bombarded with this stuff at every angle constantly. So... And the other thing, and the, and the funniest part of all of this, is when people get upset and say, no, no, I'm going to say Merry Christmas, no one's going to stop me. You know, if somebody says Happy Holidays to you, Happy Holidays means Happy Holy Days. <laughs> so you get these people that are like, oh, man, I can't, no, I'm not taking Christ out of Christmas, I'm not going to not say Christmas. Dudes, you know, Holy Days, it, it's, it's expressing Holy Days of everyone's Holy Days at this time, of course, it encompasses Christmas. It's actually an awesome thing to say, Happy Holidays, because I think it's you know less specific, but it still points out to Happy Holidays. And isn't Christmas kind of a holy day? So anyway, I, you know, it always just cracks me up when I see stuff like this because it just fascinates me how many people will battle about meaningless things. Uh, come on, seriously, you know what I mean? Uh, relax, everybody. You know, on the extreme right, on the extreme left, you know, find some middle ground on all this cuckooness. Okay, got a couple more things I want to say about Christmas, and, and I'm going to talk about this end of the world uh, jazz supposedly coming up. Um, but I do want to. I'm going to get to phones in about five more minutes, so I've got actually got two people waiting. Thank you for your patience, guys. I'm going to get you your phone calls in just a couple of minutes here. Um, 
So welcome to uh, welcome to the show, everybody who is jumping in and out of the chat rooms here, as welcome to my guests waiting to chat with me for whatever reasons. So we're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes here. But, um, you know, it's funny about me having written this piece also because I actually had really, really good Christmases as a kid. Um, you know, there were seven kids in my family. I had a cohesive mom and dad. Um, you know, we, we bought Christmas trees. We decorated them. We had lasagna, Italian tradition on, on Christmas Eve. We had turkey on Christmas Day. Um, you know, we had to give each other presents for Christmas. That was kind of a rule that my parents came up with. Uh, some of my siblings were better at it than others. Some of them just sucked. Um, and, uh, but really, for the most, I mean, we decorated a tree. We strung popcorn. I mean, it's pretty nauseating. We made gingerbread houses. You know, Christmas is a really fun event. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm in my, my, my late 40s now, and, I mean, I don't really do much with Christmas. I still kind of make my um, my uh, lasagna which is awesome, on Christmas Eve for, for my, my little sister and her husband and a couple of friends. And uh, then I go to their house usually on Christmas Day, so we still kind of celebrate. We don't really do much with the presents. I don't do much with decorating. But again, i got to say, for, 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 for me, you know, not considering myself necessarily Christian in, in my philosophy, even though there's a lot of tenets of Christianity I think are really cool, um, I don't really celebrate much with it at this point in the game. Uh, you know, at the moment I'm single, so you know, I don't know. Some of them set, set decorating a house and everything for me and a cat seems kind of irrelevant at this point. But I always like to say, because some people will say that they're like, "Oh, you know, you got this bah humbug thing about Christmas," and I, I, I'm telling you, no, I don't. I always thought it was an awesome holiday. And, uh, again, very, very good memories around that. So, uh, you know, if I partner again, maybe I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll open that door up again in some ways. But by no means have I ever dropped it. So, again, I think what I was really trying to get at in this piece is, you know, let kids be kids. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we can get, you know, I, I see the, I even see it from the opera's perspective. I've got clients that are very metaphysical and a lot of them end up going through this process where they got a couple of kids, and one of the two of their kids become like right-wing cuckoo bird, born-again Christian nut jobs or something. A lot of my clients who are metaphysical and spiritual go through this. So I think that's kind of, you know, it's almost like the opposite end of the spectrum, but it really isn't in, in terms of, you know, I would say, oh, I wish I had a metaphysical spiritual mom. Well, you never know. Your kids may just be rebellious enough to go in the opposite direction. So it is kind of interesting to watch how that, that pans out. But I always say that I remember that, too. I mean, part of the, the teens and the early to mid-20s is, is kind of somewhat of a rebellious stage for a lot of kids to begin with. They're often rejecting a lot of the values and things that they were taught, uh, you know, and, and, you know, being very purposeful in that sense of, of, of being a little antagonistic in their thought and their process. So, uh uh, my siblings, a good half of them kind of still go to church, and, and then the other half, I've got one brother who's definitely a bona fide atheist, and then uh, a couple of my other siblings are more on the spiritual side uh, as opposed to necessarily following Catholicism. But uh, you know, I've got many, many clients and, and column readers that consider themselves Catholic, and they're very spiritual people too. You know, most Catholics are not necessarily, you know, buying all the, the specific doctrines of the church. They just like other elements of Catholicism. And, of course, um, you know, tuning into the, the Christ energy is, is always an awesome thing for anybody to be able to do. You don't have to be attached to a religion to, to tap into that kind of loving energy that exists there. Okay, so uh, I'll talk a little bit more about this, but I, I have this in 
one of my my first caller that just that's been there for she's been uh, here she's been on hold for a while so I'm going to take my first caller and do a little five minute chat here and then we'll go back uh, and talk about some of this subject and a few other goodies for the uh, for the rest of our show here. Okay, six five one. Okay. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. This is Alshandra. Hi, Alshandra. How are you? I'm fine. And you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Actually, I have to say, I've had a, uh, I've actually had a, a good, a good uh, a week or two. Uh, the last couple of weeks were a little harrowing. Uh, we had some really difficult astrology. A lot of people got their uh, emotional, psychological, or fin- financial ass kind of kicked a little, and I was one of them. I had a issue with my car where it was uh, my car went down right, uh, right the day after that eclipse, and it was I was quoted at two grand to fix it. And I laughed when the, the mechanic told me. I said, "Yeah, I have that in a change jar in the back of the house." I mean, like, two grand. I mean, who the hell's got two grand? You know, in, in 2012, and I was like, "This is a nightmare," and it stirred up some family stuff. I'll talk about that on my next show. But what was funny is my birthday was last week, and not only did uh, someone Happy in my family who stirred up, thank you very much. Not only someone who 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 stirred up a lot of trouble in my family called and apologized, which alone was a miracle. Um, but I ended up uh, going to a different mechanic and getting a second opinion, and I got the job done, car fixed for two hundred dollars. Oh wow! <laughs> talk about like Christmas like <laughs> a miracle. You know, I mean, I was like, that's unbelievable. That one mechanic could tell me this is a fortune. Another one could do it for for next to nothing. And then the original mechanic told me that you know the car probably would may not even last because it's a 2001. And this mechanic drove it around, fixed it, and said, "Dude, you'll get like I think you get three or five more years out of this car. Easy. It's really sound." So that was my Christmas little wow. miracle. So I want to share that with everybody. Now I'm going to give uh, Lashonda a chance. We've talked before. So tell me what's up and kind of yes, what you want to um, talk about today. Well, you know, the last time I spoke with you, what my husband did with the truck and everything, and um, after that conversation, um, I really just let it fly out the window about the truck. I haven't yeah. even, you know, been concerned about it. Whatever happens, happens. And, you know, hey, I plan on working with um, someone that will repair my credit anyway. Right. So um, that's not even a concern with me anymore. Um, my concern is basically me. I'm getting ready to make this move, trying to at least in January. Um, I'm wondering, do you see it happening in January? And also, I've been applying for jobs. I've been getting calls. I got calls from two people, but right. um, I'm not really. I'm not really like you know. Um, I want something better for myself. Yeah. So. Uh, it feels so like, just, yeah, it feels kind of mediocre what kind of came your way at this point in the game. Um, okay, let me pull a couple of cards for you and see what we get for the next month or so for you, okay? Okay. All right. Okay, so the cards are showing the issue with your husband again, of course. We already talked about that, but I'll I'll bring it up. Sometimes they're repetitive. <laughs> so, all right, let me see what we get <laughs> now. Very repetitive. Uh Are you are you are you living are you are you renting now? I'm living with my mom. Okay. Just was wondering about that. Okay. 
Okay, pulled a couple of cards for you, and let's see. Um, oh, my other call dropped off. Okay, we take a few more minutes with LaShonda today, then good. Okay, so um, pass comes up seven of stones reversed, which means, uh, so what I did, let me, just because I, I, I always forget that people don't see me. Uh, I'm on radio. So I, I pulled some tarot cards. That's what I do. I, I, I While I pick up stuff a lot intuitively, I actually like to pull cards and to use oracles. It's kind of a practical aid for me to kind of give validation to what I'm feeling. So I'm going to describe okay. a couple of these things to you as well as the other listeners who are, are kind of catching this. Um, so Seven of Stones comes up reversed in the past next to the Son of Swords reversed. So, you know, it, it, this usually tells me what the basis of the question of the matter is. Seven of Stones reversed means there was worries and concern about money, about business, and about loans and about debts. That's why when I pulled it, I said, all right, we already got that, guys. But I guess they wanted to reiterate that's what she's been going through. A lot of it okay. was triggered by the Son of Swords or what we call the Knight of Swords, and that means a man who is uh, possibly an air sign, but even if he's not, it means someone he's who... Aries. Um, he's Aries, yeah. Someone <laughs> who should, That's actually fire, but someone who you're having communication issues with, someone who isn't communicating well or someone who's... I don't have to ever to be delicate on the radio. That's why I rate my show mature, but someone who's sometimes full of shit or a little bit manipulative in some respect. <laughs> well, oh, I'm not going to be delicate. Since that day. Yeah. I, mean, I <laughs> haven't spoken to him since that day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to be delicate about such things. The present comes at the wheel of fortune reverse. So, yeah, you've been, you've been trying to fix some things, and it can feel like timing cycles off or you're getting kind of responses to things that are mediocre. And I think that's what's coming up with the job uh, situation as well, too, that you've got some, some possibilities. But, I'm not again, I'm not really feeling like you're jumping up and down about any of this stuff. I, I almost feel like it's it's if you took something at, at, at this juncture, it would feel, uh, again, like really um, like, like settling. settling. Yeah. 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 Totally settling. So what comes up in the near future, though, here's where we come up with something positive because the Daughter of Wands comes up in the, within the next month or so, which means there's an influence of a female who's kind of a strong fire sign, someone who's offering an opportunity, um, something uh, Wands usually have to do with enterprise and forward movement. So I see you talking to someone. I see some information coming up. I feel like there's something connected with a job or with work that uh, – feels to me like it's what I'm hearing is it's a good opportunity even though you're going to understand what I mean when when I'm hearing that because the seven of wands comes up that it's going to be okay. there's going to be a bit of pressure or a feeling of really having to um, persevere in this when you do it I'm, I, okay. I'm just, to simplify it I don't feel like it's going to be easy but then by the same take a token I don't think that's really an issue for you I don't think that you're lazy in other words, I don't think you're looking for easy. I'm looking. It feels to me like you're looking for something that is um, uh, that is a road to somewhere. Also, in the yeah. first place, because I'm feeling I'm like not, there's something yeah, about if you persevere, yeah, and if you stick to it, it actually can turn out very beneficial. But you guys are saying you'll have to work for that. But again, I'm definitely hearing that I like um, I like the direction that that's going, and I really like this connection, and I feel like it comes up like within the next month or so. It's interesting to me because I see a change in the work and I also see a move coming, but I'm hearing that there may be a delay of maybe even another month or so before the move. Are you able to stay for another month if you had to with your mom? Um, yes, I can. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I feel like 
I don't. I'm not thrilled. I feel like I it's annoying you a little. I wanted to wait anyway. What's that? I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait mm-hmm. anyway to uh, secure the position, even though yeah. you know my sister, she's giving me the money to move. Right. But um, I still wanted to move in the vicinity of you know where I'd be working. Yeah. So if someone called me, I'll just you know go to Texas and interview and everything, and then just come on back and get everything together, and then make right. one big move. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I'm hearing there's some type of a delay, but I I don't think it's that long. I think it's by February and March, so I feel like you make a move. But I, I think that's what I'm getting here. It's about really seeing whether you can do this. But I am kind of hearing that there is something coming up in 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 early to mid January, so I do see work coming. So I like that. That I'm very sure of. I don't have a, I don't have a hesitancy about that. The other thing that comes up in the cards that I find very interesting is they're showing kind of a little later on toward the spring or so. And this is way out in left field when I'm going to throw it to you, but the Two of Cups comes up. And uh, that's kind of like a new relationship card. Um, And it's a good one. Two of Cups means something totally out of the ordinary. So it's funny because I'm hearing there's new work, but I'm also hearing um, it feels like there's new friendships and new connections that spring out of that too. So what I'm mostly getting on all of this is I feel like, you know, a lot of this is really, you know, moving forward in your work and in your life and really coming to that recognition, which I think you kind of have already about leaving your ex behind oh, and all yeah, the drama that he's created. What's yeah. that? But um, let me ask you this. Um, my sister, she's provided me the money. Um, mm-hmm. She won a lawsuit. The lawyer gave her the check on right. Monday. She deposited it into her account. Um, Monday as well, and they told her that by the 19th she'll be able to, you know, make withdrawal, you know. But um she told me that she she assured me so many times that she would give me the money. My concern is not her. My concern is the guy that around her. So um is now, he really I, I, going to get Yeah, that he's pushing up against it possibly. You know, it's funny because I feel like you, I I think what you're sensing is that there could be a little battle coming up there. Not between you and mm-hmm. her, but between the guy and her. But what your guide is okay. saying to me is is you'll be surprised at her actions because I'm sort of hearing she's going to be a little bit of a bitch on wheels that so she's going to do what she's going to do anyway. So I so feel like that's still going through. Yeah, I feel okay. like she's going to... I, I, it's very interesting. They show me an image of her standing on ground and saying that even though she cares about this guy and all of that, no one's telling her what she can do or how she handles and do, what she does yeah, with her sister. All of a sudden, all of a sudden he wanted to marry her, and, you know, she yeah. talked to me about it, which, you know, she really don't. And then when she told me the answer that she gave him, I was, like, shocked because she said she told him, you didn't marry me when I was broke. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a little bit of an agenda there, but that's the thing is I don't think she's oblivious to it. I think there's a part of a catching, and I feel like she'll she'll use it in a maneuver in her own way. So, but I do still feel like you have that assistance there because I, I I keep hearing that there's assistance from women. So I think it's your sister, and I also think it has to do with the job situation um, that's coming up. So. You know, my suggestion is, and try this out, actually, because I know it's, a lot of times when you're making this many transitions, we start to worry, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But try, um, really, every time you worry, kind of combat it with a feeling of just having that sense of relief that everything worked out really well. 
because um, I did that myself, even though I was I was really stressing about this car issue and how it was going to go. And I mean, I was actually really thinking I might actually have to spend the next couple of my life with no car. You know, I mean, I'm 40. Oh, I just turned 48. I'm like, what kind of loser <laughs> doesn't even can't even drive a car? You know, like I was like, I can't even believe I'm even considering this. And then I kept getting that message too that it was going to work out and it would work out better than I thought. No, but listen to this. Um, I have spent so much time, you know, like focusing on other people. Right. And I am 29 years old and yeah. I can't drive. Right. <laughs> I know a lot I of people. I have a lot of work to do. As well, well, you know, and but you know, I mean, depending on the cities you live in and stuff. Sometimes you live in cities where you can get around without it. Phoenix is just not one of those cities. When I lived in New York, you could. Well, Depends you where you are. Not one where I am now. Where I am now, there's no public transportation, not oh, even taxis. Lousy. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that that's one of the things that you know. What I'm also going to suggest too, just even at a practical level, is you know, solve that in the next year or two. Because I think you're going to make some money. Yeah, and just make a commitment to say, and I always tell people, this is all you have to do. You have to just simply make the decision that you're going to find a way to make this happen and you're going to do it. You throw it out to the universe and the universe throws you what, tells you what you have to do and throws it your way. But okay. we have to, okay, it's almost like money? We're, what's that? You were saying something about uh, money in the next yeah, couple of years. Yeah, that's what money. I mean. I think you're going to be making decent money in this job in terms of where it's going so you'll be able to get the car thing done and other things as well. So I think that, you know, I think this feels a lot like a repair year, but I definitely think you will repair. Okay? Okay. All right. Awesome. Alrighty, well, though. I'm glad that's definitely <laughs> some improvement. Uh, trust, yeah, your, your sister will come through in this. Don't, she, she's, 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 uh, She's gonna. I think he, she really cares about this guy, but he showed a little bit of his hand, so that's gonna that's gonna be something for her to consider. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Great talking to you again. Thanks for calling back in. All right. Okay. Have a great holiday. If I talk to you before then. All right. Let's see. I got one of my regular callers here. Okay. I got another caller. I'm gonna take in in just a moment here. So thank you, LaShonda, for your call. Uh, i got another call waiting, so I will take the next call. I'll be able to probably take one or two more calls. Uh, call-in number here is 646-200-3966. You might need to dial a 1 before that. Uh, I'm going to take this next caller in about five minutes here, um, 484, for just hang a few more minutes. And then uh, I might be able to take one more call after that, too. we still got a little more time. Um, I want to talk about one other subject, then we we'll take my next caller. Uh, another big subject that's really seeming to bombard a lot of people right now, which is this whole um, 2012 Mayan calendar thing on the 21st. Okay, guys, let me tell you how this is going to go. Um, and, of course, I can't be you know, certain by any means, but I can say uh, that uh, <laughs> we, uh, we don't need to... Uh, uh, worry about such things in the first place, guys. Uh, it's a change in consciousness. It's a change in energy. It's already been happening. You know, it's very similar. Think of it this way, guys. It's like the the mind calendar was predicting something about a change in consciousness and a change in perspective. Okay, that's it. Um, you know, it's a similar type of thing when, when we, we talk about the age of Aquarius uh, coming. You know, we moved from a Piscean age for 2,000 years. We moved to an Aquarian age in 2000. But it's not like it happens on January 1st of 2000. We're suddenly there. There's transition periods. 
And that's what the Mayan calendar prediction is also, that approximately around the 21st of December, there'll be a transition in society, in consciousness. It's a change. So it's volatile energy we've been experiencing has to do with a lot of those changes coming. But, you know, hiding out in a bunker shelter with your water and your guns and ammo and, oh, God, guys, seriously, you know, don't don't waste your time with, with, with such silliness, you know, in the first place. Transitions take a while to occur. The world ain't going to end. Um, just not going to, you know. These things come and they go. And, you know, the other thing, even a very practical perspective to consider, the 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 Mayan calendar was written without taking into an account of leap year, so we changed the the calendar in terms of timing and prediction. So in a nutshell, the the 2012 prediction I think would have happened about six years ago or something because of leap year. So you know, just just everyone relax. It's there are some real transitions happening. I'll talk about that more in future shows, but don't get caught up in all this hoopla that is going around about such silly things. Um, it is not, uh, not, not relevant to anybody. We're, we're, you know, Christmas will come. Uh, whether you consider that fortunate or unfortunate <laughs> remains to be seen, depending on how you look at Christmas. Anyway, uh, okay, I wanted to mention that. Uh, I think I take, uh, we still have time for one more phone call, so I'm going to take 484 here, who's patiently been waiting. Okay, 484, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, this is uh, Tonetta giving you a call. We haven't talked in a long time. Yes, yes, I do remember the sound of your voice. How are you doing? I'm good, and I'm I live in Philadelphia, PA. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to get a tarot card reading, if I could, regarding a um, relationship, um, a love relationship situation. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to do, okay, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull three cards. I'm going to pull a card for the past on this matter. We'll pull a card for the do present. I, do, I ask you, do I ask you a question or what should yeah, I do? Yeah, you certainly can. I mean, I, you know, it's funny because when people, this is one of the things that I always tell people. Even when people come into my office or they have a phone reading with me, it's, more, it's almost like, um, you know, once the intention is there and I start to pull cards or I start to do things, the information is going to come up and out anyway. So I think that that's really that's really key to remember. But you know, you can ask a specific question, and and as I kind of talk about some of the cards that I pulled, feel free to sort of interject in dialogue, okay? So you know, if you want to steer it a certain way or you know acknowledge something, you're you're allowed to. But because um, you asked about relationship, and that's where I started pulling cards for, okay? That makes sense. Okay. Okay. So the six of cups comes up reversed in the past. Um, you know, what that basically means is, you know, this is an issue that has been, uh, you know, emotionally charged uh, in some respects for you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Usually uh, cups typically have to do with relationships, family matters, emotions, so we're on target that way. But it comes up reverse, which means, like, a lot of times it can feel like um, business from the past that's unsolved or unresolved that has been kind of haunting you or, or causing some difficulty in some respects. So we right. do see some trouble with this in the past or just simply in your own past. Eight of Stones comes up reversed in your present, which means um, part of where there's a frustration around this can be, a lot of times the Eight of Stones reverse means that you're frustrated with the way that a situation is being handled. 
Like a lot of times there's a frustration and irritation that can come up if you feel like someone is not treating you fairly or treating you well or um, or you don't like the methods and the way they're doing it or not doing it accordingly. Mm-hmm. So we see some definite frustration around this as well. Um, and what I'm hearing about for the near future is what I'm seeing is the chariot comes up reversed uh, in the near future, which means... You know, you're having trouble pinning this down or, or feeling like you're able to make this happen or to make this go the way that you would ideally like it to. In fact, the chariot card usually means feeling like you're pulled in multiple directions, even internally, about okay. what to necessarily do with this. So let me let you feed for a, a minute or two. Does that, any of that make any sense to you? Well, what's happening is I've been dating this one guy on mm. and off for the last six months. Right. And um, I really don't know how to handle it because we're just casually dating. We're not in a committed relationship. He's not living with me. Um, no one's saying that they love me or anything like that. Right. So what happened was in the past um, I got a little possessive and a little out of hand, and I would text him and, I'd be like, you know, what are you doing and what's right. going on and, you know, who are you with and just getting, it was getting really out of hand. And I even right. seen myself getting out of control and I thought, well, you know what, this is, I don't even like the person I'm becoming. Right, so right. Um, I stepped back and he already knew what he was dealing with me for months. Okay, so I stepped back, I quit texting him um, and then just last week, after uh, seven days of not texting him, he started texting me again. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is is he nuts? He knows, he knows I get off the hand. What does he want? And then we started talking a little bit, and then I just basically put it out on the line. I thought, you know what, I'm going to see what this guy's made of. I said, listen, do you want to come over here and hang out or or not? Because before, after we would have these blow-ups of me being insecure about him, I would say, listen, you want to come over here and talk about it? And he would say, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. So for like a month and a half, he'd just blow me off like, I don't know. Right. I, don't, I don't know. And I thought, you know what, I'm leaving him alone. So then he mm. came forward, and then when I said, do you want to come over here and talk about it? And he was like, okay. And he came over here Saturday night. He was sick with the flu. He had a high fever. He worked 14 hours that day. Right. He came over here and spent some time with me. Now, the problem is, you know, it seems like he skated right back into my life and things kind of went on and things got kind of deep now again. And now here I'm sitting. What does this mean now again? Okay. Okay. Now, all right, let me I, – I, I have actually a pretty a good amount of clarity about this, so I'm going to throw this at you in, 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 in my, my through-finished spiel here. Okay, so the chair reverse coming up, what this is kind of bringing up is, you know, it's not necessarily fully fitting together, but it also means that really a lot of what the chair reverse is saying is that you have to also kind of reel in your own energy because you're, 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 you're either very heavy-handed with it or you're pulling back and you're getting very frustrated. And what I'm getting in this relationship, it's very funny to me, is I think that as much as he annoys the crap out of you um, at times, I think you really like him. 
And well, yeah, because, listen, um, when I was 10 years old, I moved right. to his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He lived four doors away. So I grew right. up with this kid. And then, yeah. um, and you know, he wasn't my type because he was right. overweight, glasses, short. And I was like, get out, no way. But now, you know, I've known him all my life, okay? Right. I've been good friends with him on Facebook for years. And, you know, he recently got out of a long-term relationship in February. We started dating in June because I think he's a good guy. But the problem is, you know, he has all these different girls on Facebook and they'll put a rose on his page or they'll, you know, and I just don't know what he's doing. And that's my issue. I'm a single mom. I don't know what this guy's doing. For all I know, he could be with a different girl every three days. I don't know. Right. Okay, and, so here's and and here's what and here's what I'm I'm getting on all of this. Listen, he likes you. You like him. You're right at some level. He's still somewhat of a, a player that he's still talking to other people and vice versa. So he hasn't fully committed. But by the same but token, it's okay. It's okay. But listen, it's okay to talk to some chicks on Facebook right. and and joke around. But my concern since. We are involved, if you know what I mean. My right. concern, and, you know, I'm 38 years old. I'm not 21 or 16 anymore. Right. So my concern is if you're going to come and spend time with me and hang out with me, I want to make sure you're not, you know, over at Susie's house and right. Katrina's okay. house. And, 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 this is, and, and let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you what I'm getting this, because I, I, I pulled I – pulled, a rune stone for you, and I want to tell you what the rune says for what your action is. It comes up flow reversed. And let me read this to you. He says, a warning against overreach and excessive striving. A counsel okay. against trying to exceed your own strength or to operate beyond the power you've funded to date in your life. This rune okay. reversed often indicates a failure to draw upon the wisdom of instinct, and a result the intuitive side of your nature may be languishing, leaving you out of balance. What is called okay. for is to go within and to honor the receptive side of your worrying nature. Okay. okay. What I'm getting in all this, and I see some interesting outcome to this, because the cards are also saying the Five of Wands comes up in the next couple of months reversed, which actually means the circumstances become more peaceful and more harmonious. Okay. So what I'm hearing at this point is I think you just need to kind of talk to him, and I think you need to kind of tell him where you stand, not in a demanding way. Just tell him what your values are and that, you know, you're getting drawn back into this. Apologize for getting a little nutty from before. But then at the mm-hmm. same time also say, but hey, dude, you know, if we do commit and we become in a relationship, you're going to have to not have 37 freaking girlfriends on Facebook anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's well, not going to work for thing. me. that's the thing. I don't know what he's yeah. doing. And that's, I, I mean, and that was the problem before I was getting psycho, like, hey, yeah. what, what's going on here? Right. And that's, you know, it, and you, that's you know, it. I, you're, he, he didn't see it that he had fully committed yet. But I keep hearing that he keeps being drawn back to you. Which, again, okay. means he does right. really so that's, like you. That's, so that's my other issue. Listen, he knows, and I mean, I don't like to admit this, especially on, you know, a telephone, right. but he knows what he's dealing with with me, if you know what right. I'm saying. Yeah. So why in God's earth, if you were him, and I did everything five different times over and over and right. drove you nuts, why would you even come, come here? Why would you even mess with that? Do you know what I'm saying? Because, and i got, I got to wrap this up in literally a minute here because otherwise they're going to cut me off on my time. But listen, because he does really like you, and okay. that's okay. There's, you guys got, there's chemistry from the past. 
You need to talk. You need to both kind of be, you need to, I feel like you just need to get on the same page with each other. Because that's what I'm hearing is that this is a relationship. It's been a little kooky, but I'm hearing it can be fixed. So I think it's about stating your needs, really hearing him at some levels. But I do feel if you can maneuver that, i got to tell you, I know this is shocking to you, but I feel like this actually can turn out potentially very positive. So you just have to kind of trust with this rockiness. We just moved through this difficult retrograde, and it made everyone stir up a lot of scorpionic stuff, a lot of anger, a lot of jealousy, a lot of want to kill someone. Anyway, okay, I wish I could talk more. Call back in the next show, and we'll talk about this more, okay? Okay, thank you. Are you welcome? Wish I had more time to talk on that. Uh, okay, we're down to our last minute here, so I got to kind of finish. Uh, all right, guys, thank you for joining me today. Can't take any more calls. Uh, gr- uh, appreciate both of those calls. I want everyone to have a happy holiday season. Uh, I'll be back again next week for my interview show. If you're not already getting snake oil, email me at venturasage at yahoo.com. Go to jimventura.com to get any of information about setting up a personal session. These quickie things uh, just go by really fast on the show. You can get a much better session. Uh, and if you, are, you get my column, you get a discount on the session prices. You also friend me on Facebook. Facebook friends get uh, opportunity at different session discounts of things that I offer as well. Sorry, I'm really burping. Okay, uh, thank you for joining me for the Christmas show. Again, I'll be back again next week, and then at the end of the month, I'll be here again for a longer uh, option for, for more phone calls. Thank you for both my calls. Have a happy holiday, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. <laughs>